You're listening to PetLifeRadio.com. It's OBEHAVE with Arden Moore, the show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rintin, Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to this very special episode of the O Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Hey, listeners, this is a milestone show for two reasons. This marks the 300th episode of the O Behave Show that now draws more than 700,000 loyal listeners all over the globe. Shout out to my friends in Singapore. And the second reason is that we are inviting back on the show our very first guest. Now, you probably have in your home library right now a few of his more than two dozen best-selling books. I mean, we're talking he's sold more than 7 million copies, so they are not all being bought by his relatives. And you've seen him on Good Morning America and The Dr. Oz Show. And yeah, he still practices veterinary medicine. I want us all to give pause and applause to America's veterinarian and my good friend, the one, the only, Dr. Marty Becker. Welcome back on the show, Dr. Marty. Oh, thank you, friend. And you know, congratulations to you. I went out to dinner last night with a pastor of a church, and he was telling me that giving a 45-minute sermon is considered the same toil as an eight-hour workday of, of hard labor. And people that have done communication like a, you know, a radio show or something have no idea the preparation it takes and the energy expended. So those 300 episodes represents a lot of a lot of work, a lot of sweat, a lot of time off air just preparing for it. So Arden, congratulations. And, and I can truly say you made a difference for pet people and, and the veterinary profession. Well, I thank you very much. And uh, we're cutting into our celebratory cake right now. Mmm, tastes really good, doesn't it, Dr. Marty? And how about you, Mark Winter, our producer? How's that imaginary cake going down for you? Oh, perfect. Perfect. All right, calorie-free. <laughs> All right, we're going to find out more what the good doctor, Dr. Marty Becker, is up to these days. But we got to pay for the show. So everybody, sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones, actually. Sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. It's designerpetsweaters.com. Hand-knitted designer sweaters for your precious pup or cool cat. Beautiful couture patterns for your pets, including custom-knitted formal wear, casual wear, yachting, and even sports-themed. Many designer pet sweaters include feathered tammy hats, top hats, and a lot of sparkle. Each sweater includes leg loops, front paw sleeves, and leash opening. Visit designerpetsweaters.com to order your four-legged fashions today. Your pets will stay warm for the winter and be runway ready. Large or small, we fit them all. Designerpetsweaters.com Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com 
All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm jazzed. I got to say it. I feel like doing the Snoopy dance right now because I am very excited and humbled that we have our good friend, Dr. Marty Becker, as our special guest on our 300th episode. And I don't know if you can even remember, Dr. Marty, but the very first show, who knew that we would blow up and have, you know, almost three quarters of a million uh, listeners. And I think in part it was because of good guests like you on the air. Well, I think I think there's a lot of things. I think you're well known, Arden. You're a great interview. You prepare well. You've got to have a lot of interesting people on. And I tell you what, if if it's not good, there's so many choices for people to to go, you know, on their smartphone or on their tablet or on their computer or watch cable TV or do a, a multitude of things. I just saw the other day that the there was a new study out that the attention span now is down to 18 seconds. It was. Five years ago, it was 27 seconds. Now it's down to 18 seconds. And so for somebody to stay for a half-hour show, you know, you've got to have some really good stuff. Well, I'm sorry. I lost you about 10 seconds ago. What were you saying? (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and, and, you know, people have to feel like you get it. That's I think it's one of the things about your show, Arden, is is they can, you know, you can be sad with them, you can be happy with them. And, And people for years, you know, I can still remember going back, this is early 1980s in southern Idaho, and when you think of southern Idaho, think of Idaho potatoes. It was a rural farm community, and I still remember the first person that used to dress her, her had a poodle, and he dressed her, had a little leather sailor outfit on. Oh, my and gosh. We used to we used to make fun of her. I mean, she'd come, oh, gosh, here comes Gloria, you know, with the, the white poodle with the sailor outfit on, you know, like a patent leather stuff, you know. Right. And uh, by golly, she was ahead of her time. You know, we made fun of her in a good way. But, you know, it was a harbinger of, you know, how we've had this relationship where we've seen pets go from an animal to a pet to a family member to a child. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So it's really funny how things have changed. But when you're... You know, when you talked about kissing your pet on the mouth, you talked about letting your pet sleep in bed, you talked about celebrating your pet's birthday back in the 80s, in the early 90s, and now what you do, Arden, to see through the show is you give people a chance to celebrate that, to, you know, and you give them ways to protect it and nurture it. But that celebration of people that are like-minded, that's, that's your secret sauce, Arden, plus this wealth of knowledge. You're, you're one of these people over the years. I can think of countless times when I've been getting ready to do a TV segment or getting ready to do something, and I'm stuck, and I reach out to you. Actually, you and Christy Keith and Gina Spotafori are my three go-tos. And you guys well, we got to give than- a shout-out to Christy and Gina. They are, they're rock stars in the pet world. Yeah. They are, and you guys know more than veterinarians know, so it's awesome. I can, <laughs> I can, I, I'm not kidding you. You know, you guys have been around and interviewed so many, so many veterinarians and been inside of so many veterinary hospitals. It sounds, it, I'm not just saying that. That's not, that's not empty. I could call up, and you know, veterinarians tend to get, we, we tend to get focused on uh, the, the little rehearsal that you give most of the time for a new puppy or kitten. And when you get stuck, you can go to Vin. Uh, when you get stuck and it's beyond your level of expertise, you can refer to a specialist. But tell you one thing, there's not very many diseases or conditions I couldn't ask you that you wouldn't be able to answer. Well, I appreciate that. I got to share with you, Dr. Marty. I remember the first time I met you and I wasn't getting you out of jail either. I wasn't posting bond. You were at a you were at a veterinary conference 
I think it was 1999, and you were going around carrying a baseball bat, and you had just oh my God. printed your first book. It, it, it sort of had like uh, like cartoonish images. I can't remember the name of your first book. Be- becoming Your Dog's Best Friend. Oh, thank you. And yeah. you were going around trying to get autographs. Take our listeners back to that time, because you've come a long way, baby. That's funny. From That was my first book. That's the only one that I, that there's not very, when I tell people I give them copies of all of my books, you know, like sometimes in giveaways, that's the only one I can't. I just got a precious few stash of that book. One thing you don't know, Arden, I met an artist in Bend, Oregon. They had a card line there, and I can't remember the name of the card line, but there were these great cartoonish, really attractive and and descriptive images they had on a card line for veterinarians, like for booster vaccinations. And I got her to, went over and met her and ended up getting her to illustrate the book. But my wife's in there, my two children are in there, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, all in this book. So you could probably recognize Teresa, Little Miss uh, Physical (laughs) Fitness, doing jumping jacks. But it's really funny what we we had done then. I should take you back a little bit further. When I was... um, when I was young and growing up on a farm in southern Idaho, you know, our dogs had a utilitarian role. They hunted, they retrieved ducks, they herded cattle. They were all intact. You know, they were not neutered. So, you know, they'd hear something coming down the gravel road, and, man, you knew when somebody was coming in with this alarm barking. Right. And then I was able, part of that generation that saw these pets move from the barnyard to the backyard to the back door to the bedroom or from outside to inside to underneath the covers. So I had this tremendous love of animals. My dad, we had a small herd of dairy cows, and the dairy cows all had names. Uh, you know, we had chickens and pigs and sheep, and, you know, we sold eggs at those kind of those little corny things, but sold eggs at the local grocery store after you cleaned them and weighed them and, and graded them. But I can remember one time when the chicken house, that was, the, you know, I had to get up at like 5 in the morning, help milk the cows, feed all the calves, and then go pick the eggs and then come in and then you could eat. Right. And you had to lift these chickens off their nest to get the eggs out, you know, so you had to reach underneath them and they'd peck you or they'd, you'd have to lift them up and it took a lot of time. So I just stood in front of the chicken boxes and just went, bah, like this and scared them and they all <laughs> flew off. And I thought, well, this is efficient, you know, so I was able to just pick the eggs up real fast and... About two weeks into this, my dad caught me and scared the bejesus out of me when I, you know, shut the chicken house door and he's around the corner there and he goes, efficient, yes, but that's not the way we do things. You know, we treat all these animals well. And so I go to veterinary school to become a dairy practitioner. And Leo Bustad, this dean who's been called America's James Harriet, he gave this talk on the human-animal bond the first hour of the first day of veterinary school. Wow. The next thing I know, I'm up volunteering for the people-pet partnership that matched elderly people with homeless pets. So now I'm a companion animal practitioner from a dairy practitioner in the first hour of vet school. <laughs> And that's then, a powerful uh, it, influence. That's a powerful influence. And, and then he's the one that talked to me, you know, I became privy and partner to the human-animal bond and the healing power of pets through Leo. Wow. And then when I um, got out and wrote this book, you know, everything was always about the, the human-animal bond and the, the healing power of pets. So this bat I was carrying around, it's so funny. I have it downstairs. Oh, it do was you? Part of, yeah, it's part of what we call the Million Pet Mercy Mission. And we were trying to save the lives. At that time, there was, you know, the number was nebulous, Arden, but you remember it used to be around six to eight million. Now right. they say three to four million pets euthanized per year. 
And so we were on an effort to try to cut it down by a million. And so that's what that bat is at these conferences. They'd go around and, and get Bill Maher and, and other people carried around. And the only thing that really stopped me was you couldn't carry a baseball bat around an airplane anymore. So no. <laughs> that was, uh, used to be in my check to, you know, put it up above and carry the baseball bat off. But, uh, you know, that's, that's out now. No, that, that would that be a start- swing and a miss with the TSA, I'm sure. Yeah. Swing and a miss. So that's, that's how it started. That's how it started out. That was with TFH. You know, it, it sold pretty poorly, very poorly, probably. I don't remember much about it. But then the second book was a chicken soup for the soul book, and that that was the fifth book that came out in that series, and that that was a runaway hit. And then had a bunch of actually had three New York Times bestsellers, so I've been very blessed. Well, I mean, you've come a long way, and I think sometimes it's good to have a stumble. Wouldn't you think? You'd, you had a foul tip on that first one, the first book, but you've been hitting grand slams ever since. And I think part of it is is because you really know pets, but you also love people, you know? And Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I love, I love pets, people, and the profession. That's my, that's my prayer every day. I've really been blessed. You know, I've had opportunities over the years to... When you, you know, when you get a lot of media platforms, when you, you know, you, I was on Good Morning America for 17 years till like I quit over a, a 2020 segment that I felt was unfair right. to veterinarians that I was, they weren't honest with me the way they were going to do this segment. So I quit in protest and I'm, you know, still on the Dr. Oz show, the eighth season of Dr. Oz and had a syndicated column for 15 years and, and, uh, I've had opportunities to, when you get a lot of, you know, and I'm on Vet Street, you know, you just get all these different media things. And so people come to you with incredible offers to sell out. And, you know, I was just never going to be that person that was in when they walked into Walmart or Walgreens or Costco and you see a big sign there that says America's Veterinarian, you know, I use and recommend this product. Right. And I remember, I mean, literally seven figure deals where I just said, you know, I don't use it. I don't recommend it. And matter of fact, I hate the stuff. So no, you know, so, but it's. Yeah, but you got to live with yourself. You got to live with yourself, Dr. Marty. And I, I do applaud you for that. I, I too have had not seven figure, but I actually had a six figure deal with a company and, and I just said, I can't. Because, you know, your reputation is what you have. And as an old newspaper gal, an editor taught me, you know, when you are in the public eye, it's like wearing your underwear on the outside. Everyone can see everything, not everything. This is a PG show. But I think you feel that same way, don't you? It's like what you say is who you are. Well, I think I think for me, here's the greatest blessing I've had. Okay. Is I've, I'm able to lecture on behalf of the profession and to the profession. That is a very sweet spot to be able to go into major veterinary conferences. Or now I'm increasingly doing even smaller ones. You know, before I started out small and then went big. And now it's big and going down small because I'm so evangelical about fear free that I'm willing to go almost anywhere. But to be able to lecture to last three talks I gave were to record crowds. It was the one was the Syracuse or the Upper New York Veterinary Medical Association. I can't remember what it was. And the other one was just last weekend was the Minnesota Veterinary Practice Managers Association. They had record crowds. So to be able to come in and talk about something I'm passionate about to the profession and then yet go off on on Dr. Oz or other TV shows. Be, I can't disclose it, but I'm going to be in New York uh, Black Friday doing a, a live event there Great. Uh, on TV, but be able to talk about these hometown heroes, these women and men that are in these communities that 
I'm not the one to call. I mean, I, you know, Arden, you and I both have to know general pet health information, but you got to go to your local veterinarian to be able to diagnose, to look past obvious to the potential problems. And, and uh, as much as I would like to help people out, we can give general information, but it, you got to go to your local vet. And so we like to lift those people up. And so that's, well, you're, that's you're my doing greatest it. blessing. Well, the last time I saw you was at the Pet Sitter International Conference that was held in San Diego in September, and uh, you were giving a talk to them. And I got to tell you, the audience loved you talking about the fear-free, taking the pet out of petrified. And I know our listeners would love to hear a little bit more because there's ways for folks, not just pet professionals, but others to actually get a certificate and really understand why forcing a dog or a cat to get medicine or treating is not the way to go. So here's your platform, Dr. Marty. Well, I look at your cats there. When you take pictures with them, how you didn't train your pets through fear no. or intimidation. You did it through love and through positive reinforcement. I have to be honest, it's not like I'm, I've had this gift since I was a little kid and that I'm, you know, I'm Temple Grandin or I'm some, <laughs> somebody that's got this amazing gift. Uh, far from it. I, I, like most other veterinarians, would look at a, a veterinary thing where it's kind of like an auger. It's kind of like a conveyor belt. You know, a pet comes in the front door, it goes in the exam room, it might go in the back, it might go in the surgery, and then it comes back out and goes back home. And there's these strict time limits, you know, you're 15 minutes and you got or 20 minutes and you got another one and you got to get these surgeries done and then after an appointment start and and that was oblivious to the emotional trauma that these pets were facing and it and I'd heard it from other veterinary behaviorists in the past, but somehow it either must have been I thought of it like collateral damage or the equivalent of a common cold, but it wasn't until Karen Overall gave this talk that I had this awakening about. We were causing repeat severe psychological damage to pets. We were causing maladaptive fear. And this is why pet visits were down. It wasn't, the primary reason wasn't money. The primary reason wasn't the lack of knowledge. And in fact, studies after that have shown the number one reason people are going to the veterinarian less often with their pets is stress to the pet's number one, two's money, and three is stress to the owner taking a pet to the vet. So we started out this gathering up, okay, who are the experts in this? And now there's uh, almost 190 people. There's 40 boarded behaviorists. There's 12 boarded veterinary technician specialists in behavior. There's the head of ethology at MIT. There's the head of integrative medicine at the Mayo Clinic. There's past president of the Mayo Clinic. There's architects, deans, student leaders, internal medicine specialists pediatric specialists, emergency medicine specialists, gerontologists, hospice experts, into-life care experts. I mentioned Temple Grandin earlier. Temple Grandin is on the Fear Free Advisory Panel and has been so helpful. That's in great. fact, the two people along the way that I, I literally had to look up and look up and just say thank you, God, was one was Temple Grandin. I've known Temple for 20 years, and Arden, you probably talked to her. It's not the right. easiest to talk to. But right. when she gets on something she's passionate about, look out. And I remember talking to her. She called up and asked to asked to join the Fear Free Advisory Panel, and to my my delight. And then she talked for two straight hours about what we were doing wrong. And I was typing fiercely, and she's talking, and I'm typing. And wow, <laughs> she she talked about how we strip familiar scents away from pets. You know that they have their. You know, right now I'm looking. The dogs are all in their favorite chairs here, and. So they got their chair with their scent, they got their bed with their scent, they might have their toys with their scent, and then we take it all away and bring them in with none of their scent. And about how we keep pets off balance all the time. So it'd be like us trying to stand on one leg while somebody's trying to examine you that we need to keep, you know, dogs, cats, horses, uh, everything in balance when you're examining them. 
Right. The other one was Steve Ettinger. Oh, yeah. I just got back from the World Small Animal WF World Small Animal Veterinary Association meeting in Cartagena, Colombia. There's people there from 60 countries, and even in there where you know not everybody speaks English, there was no translation. I say, how many of you have Ettinger's book? And uh, all these hands go up. Well, he's the he's the god of of internal medicine in the globe. The only only veterinarian I know of, you could say Ettinger. You know, Doctor Ettinger, and people would know who it was. Exactly. And, when Ettinger joined, he joined because he'd, he'd been working in a hospital in L.A. that had a, one parking lot with two buildings. And one building was a traditional veterinary hospital, and the other building was a rehab facility. So the people would come park in the same parking lot no matter which building they went into. And he was seeing in the traditional veterinary hospital, if a pet owner came in, the pet's resting heart rate would be 140 to 150. If it went into the veterinary rehab facility next door, it was 90 to 100. Wow. So it's it's basically fear you can hear. And this is what's really interesting in, in toggling to home. A dog's resting heart rate at home through voice, you know, that activity tracker, right. is 50 to 55. Whoa. So we haven't even known what a dog's normal heart rate was, literally. If I saw a dog come in and his heart rate was 50, I think it had something called bradycardia and figured out it must have a thyroid problem or something. Yeah, I mean, a little it would, thyroid. It would be like a, yeah, it'd be like a clinical find. Whoa, this is life threatening and that's normal. So now what we're doing, you know, we're certifying veterinary professionals, veterinarians, technicians, office managers, and and I'm so delighted to tell you we we launched our online program at fearfreepets.com on April 1st, and we budgeted to have 700 people certified by year end, so it'd be nine months. And we're going to end up the year somewhere between seven and 9,000 people certified. That's a great so, thing. Now, that's folks, remember that link. It's fearfreepets.com. And we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to find out a little bit about Dr. Marty as a veterinarian and the fact that there's a second generation of the Becker Bunch that's also making a difference. So everybody sit and stay. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Hi, I'm Dana Humphrey, the founder of Whitegate PR. We have been specializing in PR and marketing in the pet industry for over 10 years. If you have a pet product or service you would like to promote, give us a call. We can help create awareness for your brand on TV, radio, magazines, newspapers, and blogs. Feel free to reach me directly at 619-414-9307 or learn more on our website at whitegatepr.com or follow us on Facebook. Oh, sure. It's all fun and games until someone ends up in a cone. That's right. We are animals. Deal with it. Pet Life Radio. Live life unleashed. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hi, this is John Provost. You might remember me as Timmy from the Lassie series. Well, you know, every time Lassie comes home, she always has me turn on Pet Life Radio so she can listen to Arden Moore on that show, you know, Old Behave. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave Show on Pet Life Radio. This is the 300th episode of the Obehave Show. We have now had more shows than any other shows on the Pet Life Radio Network. And my good producer, Mark Winter, he's a man of statistics. 
he actually found out that our first show aired and was featuring Dr. Marty Becker on October 3rd, 2007. Wow. I think we were uh, we were both still uh, in our 20s, right, Dr. Marty? <laughs> My comb-over was different then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And All I right, think, well... I think I- I think I had one less X on my shirts, too, by then, <laughs> I, I think. Well, let's but, talk about you. And as I mean, can you imagine, folks, going into a veterinary clinic and the veterinarian that's caring for your pet is Dr. Marty Becker? I think that's pretty cool. So tell us about, you went back to practice. You did a lot of public speaking and authoring. But I love and, and uh, cherish that you said, I want to get back. And so what's that situation like now? Oh, my gosh. Well, I stopped for about 10 years. Mm -hmm. I was just doing media, just, you know, media, 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 concentrating, writing, and media, and then I missed it. I was going to a college football game one time, and I just thought, you know what, I I miss this too much. So I went back to to practice, and the place where I was taking my own pets when I wasn't practicing, I love these people, called North Idaho Animal Hospital in Sandpoint, Idaho, so that's where I went to work. So that's where I work as time allows there. And what's great about it, it's the first clinic on earth that ever had a, you know, that was doing fear free because oh, it was, really? it was yeah. an incubator. So this little, you know, mostly rural, there's, there's a town of 6,500 in Sampline, Idaho. Wow. Voted the most beautiful small town in America by USA Today and won well, the best small town for by outside magazines. Won a bunch of awards. Beautiful. It's a big ski area right on a lake. Just, just drop dead gorgeous. That's about 45 miles from where I actually live on a, horse ranch in northern Idaho. And it's called? It's called Almost Heaven Ranch. I love it. I always feel like John Denver should be starting to sing in the background when I hear that, every time you say oh, that name. It's so beautiful. It's halfway up a mile-high mountain. And within a mile of our house, I've seen grizzly bear, black bear, moose, elk, mule deer, white-tailed deer, wow. cougar, bobcat, lynx, river otter, and then all it, you know, turkeys and owls and the raptors. It is. It is crazy up here. It's <laughs> very, it's very remote, very, very remote. But the odd thing is, now listen to this. I live 17 miles north of the town of 2200. That's the last town in Idaho before you go to Canada. And I'm 17 miles north of that. Yet I have fiber optic internet oh. and next day FedEx in or out. They have a <laughs> truck goes by at the bottom of the hill. And if you're there by 3.30, it'll get anywhere in the United States by 10 a.m. the next day. Yeah, but wait a minute. Can you get pizza delivered in 30 minutes or less? I've, no, no, <laughs> no. I was, just try, I was trying to think. That if you pull out of my driveway and go 17 miles to the right, it's Creston, British Columbia. If you go 17 miles to the left, it's Bonnersbury, Idaho. But by the time you ordered it and they drive 17 miles, no. No. Okay. And I don't even think they do it out here. But, you know, the great thing about Fear Free, though, is next year in 2017, our focus is to pet owner. And so what we're going to do is not only, and this is, this is music to your ears, and this is stuff you've been doing, you've been doing for decades, Arden. It's not just about helping pet owners remove or reduce fear, anxiety, and stress on their pets. And there's lots of ways. We have experts about, pipe down, son. We have experts that can help. Uh, help with that part of it from design to to husbandry to you know play times but a big part of this is going to be increasing the amount of enrichment activities good and that's one of the things that you've really pioneered with cats is you know this is funny we have about five zoo experts on 
the Fear Free Advisory Panel, and here's why they're on there. One is they taught us how to teach animals to present themselves for services. You know, they can't get a rhino, they can't wrestle a rhino to the ground to trim its feet or uh, hold an elephant down to do an otoscopic exam or, you know, manhandle, womanhandle an orangutan for a blood draw. They have to teach them to willingly come up and want to let that happen. But the second thing is enrichment activities. They do a better job of enrichment activities than we do in homes, which they, they're getting a big charge out of because they're, oh my God, it's so cruel in a zoo. And, you know, they're all coming under attack. And here we are reaching out to them to help us do a better job in homes. Wow, that that is pretty cool. Now, in the Fear Free program, everybody, it's fearfreepets.com. Please, please, after the show, dash over to that site. But I also wanted to bring up that this is a family affair. And I had the pleasure of having your daughter, Mikkel Becker, on my show when we were at the uh, Pet Sittingology. She's not a veterinarian. She doesn't play one on TV. But here's your chance, Dad, to brag about what Mikkel is doing. Oh, my gosh. Well, this is funny. She first met Diane Sawyer when she was six years old. Oh, wow. So there was NSYNC and Backstreet Boys, and oh, she just thought this, oh my God, this TV life, wow, you know, and there's all these lights and cameras and makeup and stylists and all these celebrities she's meeting, you know? Right. And so she wanted to be the next Diane Sawyer, so she, wow. you know, she's very she's attractive like her mom, and she went to the Editor Mural College of Communication at Washington State, and she was going to be uh, broadcast journalism. And as a matter of fact, she had a shirt signed by Diane Sawyer on her wall. It says, the next Diane Sawyer, you know, that you nice. used to wear, and then Diane signed it. But at the 30th anniversary of Good Morning America, it was at Lincoln Center, and we were there, and, and Larry King was on my right, and then Mikkel was on my left, and then there was an empty spot, and then at a bar at Lincoln Center that was set up, you know, for the event. And who comes right. up but Diane Sawyer? And, oh, <laughs> Mikkel, how are you doing? Oh, good to see you. And, and she goes, are you still in broadcast journalism? And Mikkel goes, yeah, I am, really enthusiastically. And she goes, Mikkel, you're too nice for broadcast journalism. She goes, these people said something about they are, they're like hell on heels and they have razor blades in their pockets, something about it. <laughs> she said, I just think you're too sweet. I'd hate to see you have to change. And so anyway, that made Mikkel think about it. And so she went back to what a gift that she had, and that was dealing with animals. Oh, she's she, good too. She, yeah, she'd won things with a wire-haired fox terrier in obedience, if you can imagine that, and, and had an old cow horse that was come from a feedlot that she won all these riding awards with. And then she became the three-time Canadian national champion in Western Pleasure in writing. Wow. And so anyway, that, her love of animals, her natural gift led to training at the San Francisco SPCA Dog Training Academy. And then she went to Purdue, the dogs course and cats course, and then went to Tufts, worked with uh, behaviorists there. I could keep going on. She's got lots of lots of education, lots of training, lots of practical experience. And so now we're just finishing our fifth book uh, together. Dr. Walani Sung, Dr. Lisa Radasta, who are both board of behaviorists, Mikkel and I mm. are, have a new book out coming out in March called uh, From Fearful to Fear Free. And she's the featured trainer on VetStreet.com. And, and uh, actually, Arden, your show will be the first one to know this. We're going to be doing a show on Amazon next year. Oh, what's it going to be so, called? I'm not sure yet. But, oh, okay. You know, Amazon does, uh, Amazon's into the production business now. So they have Amazon Films and, and right. Amazon TV. And so the, we'll be the second or third. Then we're going to do five series. We're going to be the second or third one up. But it'll be a combination of from in studio in New York City, from the clinic I work at in North Idaho, and from our homes. Very, and also very from nice. The, the facility.
facilities Mikel works at in Seattle. So people will really get to know get to know the pets that we work with, uh, either as veterinarians or trainers. They'll get to know our our pets at home, like the one sitting here in my lap right now, getting the freckles rubbed off of him. <laughs> well, who is and, that? Because you uh, called him Son, but who is he? This is Cutie Cutie Pie. Cutie Cutie Pie, what a great name. Is it Cutie first name or Cutie Pie second name? Yeah, right? it's capital Q, capital <laughs> T, and then it's the math symbol for pie. Oh, my God. Well, you always have clever names. I remember way back when you had a dog named Sir Loin. Oh, yeah, you had, you've got a great memory, my friend. Yeah, and then we had Lucky. <laughs> Lucky had three L's because he had three brushes with death. He oh my got gosh. hit by a train, and, and then on the way into the vet, jumped out of the truck at 60 miles an hour, and then he had, a, he had three L's for Lucky. <laughs> but, well, yeah, but, you've got good names, but we're getting ready to wrap up the show. I, I wish we could speak forever, but a couple of gems. What would be a couple of Martyisms you'd like to share with our listeners to really make the best? My motto is how to bring out the best in pets and their people. I've always believed that we're, we're kind of kindred spirits in that way. But what would you like to leave our listeners with? What little uh, well, tip or two? Nice to ask that. Well, you know, you know what instantly comes to mind? First of all, whenever you get an email from me, I always sign off WAGS. Yeah, and I, I just I just think a positive attitude. I think happy is underrated. I think nice is underrated in the world. And when I used to have a, a radio show, uh, it wasn't nearly as successful as yours, Ardens. But when I had a radio show years ago, I used to end by saying, "There's only one greatest pet in the world, and every family has her." Oh. Uh, and I just get this feeling that people, if they just think, "Oh my gosh, you know, if you could just come to my house and meet my pet," you'd realize why I'm so crazy about them. You know, I'm not. You know, they really are the greatest pet in the world. And then our slogan now for Fear Free is taking the pet out of petrified. And even right now, you can go to fearfreepets.com. You can see if there's a, a practice in your area that has people that are certified. And then starting next year, we're going to actually start providing information for pet owners so they can go to fearfreepets.com, take a shorter lessons, and actually become fear-free certified themselves. I think my cat, Casey, who you met at the PSI conference, he's uh-huh. just developed opposable thumbs, and I think he wants to take the class, too. <laughs> he could be the first, the first cat. First yeah, he, the first. yeah, why not? He goes, you yeah. know, but I love you, I admire you, and I am so happy that Mikkel is, is also following this path, and you're a happy grandfather, too. Well, you know what? My listen to this. My wife is a pet massage therapist. Teresa's learned pet oh, massage therapy, and wow. our son Lex, our son Lex, is actually going to join us as a pet lifestyle expert. Oh and my gosh. granddaughter Reagan wants to be a dog trainer. She has her own little treat pouches and stuff, so it might be the really the whole family. Arden, take that, Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> Good one. I can see Good it now. One. I can see it now. Well, oh ag- again, this show first aired October 3rd, 2007. We had Dr. Marty Becker as our first guest. I, I went big, and I and I was glad he said yes. It has been, now been 300 episodes. We've had Betty White, Jackson Galaxy, Jennifer Aniston. The list goes on and on. But the one that will always be the dearest to me is you, Dr. Marty. And uh, oh, don't worry, I'm not you. bribing you or anything. I just, you know, you, you come from the heart, and you have as bad puns as I do. I know. We, we do have bad puns, don't we? Yeah, we do. We do. That's we'll okay. The, don't we'll don't the, stop we'll it. We'll be the king and queen of, <laughs> of bad puns that everybody groans at, but we don't care. That's all right. Again, <laughs> I want you all, after the show, to dash over to fearfreepets.com. And please go to drmartybecker.com. There's a lot more about what he's doing. He's got like almost three quarters of a million Facebook followers and a bunch of social media venues. But he's going to be the man who can never get a pizza delivered within 30 minutes to his home. <laughs> that is your fate. That is your fate. That hurts. Now, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fund... I'm going to fund a store right at the bottom of the hill and just send you pictures of it. It'll be a pop-up. 
That'll be a pop-up store of a pizza oven. <laughs> All right, you're you're on. You're on. At this time too, I want to thank my producer, Doctor. Doc, doctor. Hey, I just gave you a PhD, uh, Mark. Uh, Mark Winner. He is the Wizard of Paws, if you will, for the, all the shows on Pet Life Radio. It is the number one pet radio network on the planet. And, you know, if you guys want to follow me, just go to uh, com, And my Facebook page is Arden Moore. Hopefully there's not a lot of Arden Moores out there. And I really enjoy being able to spotlight folks like Dr. Marty Becker, who truly are making this a better planet for pets and people. So, until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers out there. Oh, behave! Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.